Blog Talk Radio. so far and ready to check let head on tonight. All right, let's dish it out. Let's start with some DC talk. All right, so The Rock met with, met with DC to talk uh, about the future. So The Rock pretty much what he had posted up on his Facebook and Instagram, uh, it doesn't matter what the, yeah, no. This is for the millions. I'm going to read this for the millions and the millions. Uh, and the millions! And the millions. Um, so, okay, so this is what The Rock said. He had a very cool and strategic meeting with the heads of DC about their entire universe. As a hardcore DC fan, to get a real sense of the tonal shift in development coming in these future movies has me fired up. Something we DC fans have all been waiting for for a very long time. Hope, optimism, fun. Even when talking about the most ruthless villain-slash-anti-hero of all time finally coming to life. Prepare yourselves, DC Universe. So, this is what The Rock said. First of all, this sounded like The Rock was cutting a promo for wrestling. Exactly. Or for like, DC. a hardcore DC fan. Right. Marvel calls him first. He's like, well, as a hardcore <laughs> Marvel fan. That's not even my biggest problem. You know, my I biggest... think bringing Thanos to life you know, would be great. My biggest problem with this topic, and then I'll go on to uh, to Dane and Kanan to get their, their thoughts on what he said. My biggest issue is they're selling this shit. It's like if you go to a car dealership, right, and you ask him what the mileage sounds good, you ask him, you know, you know what year is the car, everything sounds good, right? And then he starts going into, well, the tires are really good, and the lights are 
You don't have to keep selling me. I'm sold. You told me the mileage is good. The car is not a really old car. It doesn't look like a piece of crap. I'm good. From what we've already heard, I'm good with the, the future of DC. Honestly, Wonder Woman looks great. Um, you know, um, the Justice League trailer looks looks good. So it's just a matter of your password had us nervous, but we're looking optimistically to the future. So it's just like if you're the rock, you're overselling this. Just like Jeff Johns is overselling. All these guys are overselling. You don't have to do all this. We we're okay from what we've seen so far in these two movies. The future, we're not looking that far ahead because your current is a little shaky. I just feel as though as a salesman, Rock, you're not cutting a promo for Raw. You're just trying to tell the fans that you spoke with DC and that you're really excited for Black Adam. That's all you should have kept it at. This whole speech, like he was just named the president of DC Relations, I don't need all that. But, but Dane, uh, <laughs> what was your thoughts? Well, let me tell you something, Jawan. The Rock doesn't give a candy ass about what you have to say about what The Rock's doing on Twitter. No, uh, but seriously. Um, what I have to say is, I mean, if you look at him with even Fast and the Furious, this is kind of how The Rock does it on Twitter when it comes to, like, promoing stuff. He gets very into it, and like you said, it's because he was a wrestler. He's cutting promos. He definitely is. But I completely agree with you. My, my thing... My thing with the DC movies has not been how they are darker in tone. Uh, That's that's, that's not been my problem with it. It, it It's that, you know, you can be dark and still be fun, but don't overemphasize you're going to be fun. Like, it's going to be fucking Disney World and shit like that. Like, there's no need (laughs) to put that type of perspective in people's heads. You can be different than Marvel. We're not telling you to copy the Marvel format. We're telling you to give us a better product. And that doesn't really have to do with tonal shifts and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that was never my problem with BVS. It, it was editing issues and tonal issues and, and pacing issues. So I I say whoever was a naysayer about The Rock having that much involvement before as Black Adam, I think that we're fine. Um, I think that this is showing, this in the last one with Henry Cavill, that Twitter post, that he is committed. And I think, like you said, Juwan, um, I really think there's a good uh, concept that we're going to be seeing Black Adam as the villain in the Man of Steel uh sequel. Um, I really, really think that that could be a possibility just to introduce him. It's a magical foe. Have Lex Luthor, like, you know, playing the whole entire thing and Black Adam wrapped around his fingers and going after it and then that kind of leads into stuff. You could, you could even introduce Billy Batson, not as Shazam, but just somewhat in there. So, they're going to get the rock part of it. They need it. I mean, Marvel's got Samuel L. Jackson, so when it comes to shit talking, I think the rock's like on that level. So, Absolutely. get him in there. Have them both, like, you know, cut some promos, get Anthony Mackie on one side, you know, you can put Jason Momoa and just, let's get a wrestling match out of this. I want this WrestleMania next fucking year. That's what I'm saying. Let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. And then jump. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> no, be- before I pass it to you, Kanan, I do want to add one more thing. The Rock first mentioned Black Adam and him portraying him almost four years ago. So you, <laughs> yeah. giving this, you giving us this Black Adam talk doesn't do anything for me because you were talking the same talk almost four years ago. So it's time for you, DC, to shut up and work. That's all you have mm. to do. You don't have to know what you're cooking in the kitchen. I just want the aroma. That's all I need. I need to be able to smell that something good is cooking, if you know what I'm saying, The Rock. 
I don't need to. I don't need to be in the kitchen with you, seeing what you're what you're fixing up. But Kanan, what are your thoughts? Well, I I agree a lot with uh, Dane. I agree a lot with you on on the Rock coming in. I think his meeting with Jeff Johns, as you said, he knew he was going to have this role four years ago, and I think at that time, uh, Man of Steel, uh, you know, was coming out, setting the tone for everything. There was even talks. Black Adam movie would not even be part of the DC Extended Universe, and now it looks like that they're going to go that route, you know, him and showing the picture of him and Cavill meeting together and possibly showing up in Man of Steel 2, and, you know, Batman v Superman was a, a reaction to Man of Steel, them trying to show more hope and show that civilians weren't killed, and, you know, then when it got bad reviews, now Wonder Woman's uh a reaction to Batman v Superman, Justice League's a reaction to Batman v Superman. And when Johns took over, John said, you know, publicly that he wanted the tone to shift. I don't think he was very happy with the way the movies had been going. And now he's come in and he they keep saying that. They keep you know, they've said it back with Batman v Superman that Justice League would have a much lighter tone. Terry has already said that the script back then would have that. So I think The Rock has come out and he's the cheerleader now because they know he can do the promos and he can get on board. And I, I'm with y'all. We don't need to hear it all the time. We don't need there to be hope and optimism right now. What I feel like they're doing is they're alienating a lot of their fans that have stood by them through the first three movies and have given them the success that they have. Yes. The movies are making a billion dollars, but let's not Let's not discount that these movies are successful. They are making oh, yeah. Warner Brothers movies. Because Warner Brothers doesn't just make money off the movies. They own the rights to all the merchandise. Their their home DVD Blu-ray sales are breaking records. Warner Brothers is making money. You know they're not like making uh, billions of dollars in the theaters, but they're making up for it. So this hope, optimism, I, I've talked to people on Twitter. You know, A lot of my supporters are just put off by this because – this whole tone thing. Is it going to be like Marvel? Are they going to have jokes every five seconds? I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I'm on board with The Rock. I just, I'm not sure that we need him to come out on every, uh, every time he comes out and says something about the movie, say, oh, there's going to be hope, there's going to be optimism. I mean, what did, what did he talk to Johns about? Was he worried about the DCEU? And so this was kind of like John saying, we're going to change it, it's going to be fine, it's going to be better, because is The Rock really worried about his career, I don't think he has to be. I mean, he's been in movies that haven't really been super financial success movies or movies that are just knocking him out of the park with uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But, you know, he does come in and, and he does well, and I think the DCEU is lucky to have him. So, you know, that, that's my take on it. I, I think the DCEU is fine. I think there's just a lot of people that need to, to calm down and let's see where this goes. And I think we're going to see that with Wonder Woman. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. Let's um let's bring in Nick. What's going on, Nick? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? We are good. Oh, Nick Smithle. Nick is or, here. Uh, yes. Where you- I just I just got done watching my dirty birds kick the shit out of the Seahawks. I'm fucking happy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We're, We're coming for you, Patriots. We're coming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, worry about the Cowboys or the Packers, okay? Talking about. Oh man. Anyway, we'll take we'll take care of them. We'll take care of them. 
Better hope so. Uh, were you listening to the uh, Rock Meets the yeah. Talk? All right, so yeah, give us, yeah. Give us yeah, my my like, I mean, y'all pretty much summed it up uh, like well. Uh, I I would just add that um, as far as like tonal differences, my biggest thing with DC is let your tone reflect your characters. Like Batman v yep. Superman should have had a dark tone. It was a dark story. The tone was never the problem, like Dane said. The problem was the pacing. Uh, over bloated scripts and 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 shooting, um, you know, different things like that. The, the tone, I don't honestly. I mean, there, there, I'm sure there were some people who had a problem with the tone. Probably parents with young children, because you know, parents with young children would probably want to take their kids to see a Batman or Superman movie, and this didn't necessarily give them what they may have wanted. But I mean, as far as like the Geek Vibes Nation and um, you know, other other people that I've I've um, heard talk about it, and like very few people had a problem with the tone. Um, and you know, if you're doing a, like a flash movie, yeah, the tone should be a little lighter and a little more um, playful um, to to reflect that character. Um, but don't get yourself bogged down with thinking that you have to be like Marvel and create the same sort of tone for every movie. I love Marvel. I mean, I love what the MCU is doing. Um, like, and I love the fact that they have branched off and told different stories, um, you know, with Ant-Man being a heist movie, um, and, you know, Dr. Strange delving into the mysticism side of things, and, you know, that's all well and good, but you can't argue that the MCU doesn't have a strict tone that they put in every single one of their movies, and I think that really hurt Doctor Strange. I love Doctor Strange. I thought it was a, a very good movie, but I think it could have been even better minus about half of their cheesy one-liners and to, to bring it into more of a serious context to fit the character of Doctor Strange. So I don't want DC to make the same mistake that Marvel has made with that, um, or at least I, I perceive it as a mistake. I, um, I mean, obviously, monetarily, it may not be, and it, you know, it might get a few more repeat viewerships because it's got that sort of fun tone. Um, but, I, but I just don't think that they should, they should let the character and the story dictate the tone and not the other way around. Use your characters, tell the best stories you can, let the tone be reflected by the character and the story. That's, that's my two cents. Absolutely. Can I can I can I jump in real quick just to say something in regards to what he was saying about the tone? Um, you know why? I don't really understand why tone all of a sudden is the big topic because if we go back and look at WB's superhero movies, uh, they've dealt with dark tones before. The first two Tim Burton movies were about as dark for a Batman movie as you could get. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. Batman kill just about every villain or every enemy in those movies. It's so, so dark. I mean, the Joker frying the guy's face with a hand buzzer. It doesn't get any more dark. And we have not seen stuff like that in any, to really, of any of the other, uh, the movies. I mean, the Superman, the Man of Steel, they, they talked about him killing Zod. Well, in the original Superman 2, not the Donner Cut, but the original Superman 2, he, he turns them human and drops them, you know, into the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. So, them, them, the tone, the the Marvel fans and, and the critics, 
they're nitpicking way too much with this tone. WB has had that before. And you know what happened? We got Batman 89. We got Batman Returns, which I thought were two very good movies. Batman Returns, I think, is one of the most uh, underappreciated movies. Uh, Thank you. you know, it, was, it was dark, but it was a very, very good movie. Um, and then you know what happened? They couldn't sell Happy Meal toys, so we got Batman Forever. And then we got Batman and Robin. And it it went all to crap. Then we had to wait years until Christopher Nolan took over and did Batman Begins. Uh, they didn't want to do any of the other stories with Abrams and uh, to do the Superman. So they did Superman Returns, and they tried to go back to the Reeve era. The fans did not want that. So then we get Man of Steel, and the people that love Reeve didn't want that. So WB is right now in kind of a kind of in a, a can't win because there's too much nostalgia with these characters, and they're trying to make them. Um, you know, they want it like Reeve, but they don't want Batman. I mean, you, you can't have a Batman movie and not be dark. He's just a well, dark I, character. I want to add this. I want to add this before I pass it to Gerald, and then we move on to our next topic. What everyone has to just calm down from is DC's problem right now isn't any of those things. It's story. The story lasts. All of yep. the stories have lasted. Um, it's like a sandwich without bread. That's what DC is working with. They're, they're making sandwiches without bread. So you just have a mess in your hand. So what we need going forward, Wonder Woman has a hit with the story. Justice League has a hit with the consistent story because technically BVS opens to Justice League. BVS didn't give us enough story. Even in the Ultimate Edition, setting up the Justice League, it could have been a lot better. Justice League has a hit, hit it out of the park with its story. Um, we know we know Zack Snyder is great when it comes to action sequences, uh, visuals, and stuff like that. Even his scores he's great with stories where we always fall off when it comes to Zach. so all i'm saying is tone fun optimism hope all those you're selling us on something we don't need to be sold on okay just make a good movie with a good story we're fine i mean ant-man was a good movie with a good story we were fine was it phenomenal was it home run it was good it was good for exactly what they were trying to do just be good at what you're trying to do, DC. But, Gerald, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on the whole situation with DC and Marvel is like this. You have pretty is Nestle Cole House and another one of the Nabisco can't be Nestle Cole House. We all know some people say Nabisco is better, people say Nestle Cole House is better. But we all know Nestle Cole House has like some of the best movies in the world. Now, let's put that in movie terms. If they like DC. Okay, we all can say DC is the Bisco. Every you know, the, uh, all right, Paul House makes chocolate chip cookies. So do you think the Bisco? No matter how many times DC can set the tone in different movies, they will never be Paul House. They just have to keep pursuing in their own pace and doing what they're doing and stop trying to do everything that Marvel's doing. No matter how big of a fan person is. You know, movie. Each company is gonna make money. Right. Each company really doesn't care about what you tell them doing because regardless at the end of the day, they're gonna be pushing out movies. They're gonna be trying to. The goal is trying to make money. Right? A lot of these companies really don't pander to the fans. You look at it. We all see things in movies like why yeah. couldn't they just stick to this? Problem with DC. Yeah, DC started what eight years too late. Yeah. Eight years yeah. after. Yeah. What the first Man of Steel was like, what, 2010? Yeah, but 2000 and 
11 or what, yeah. one of those. And then I think the first Marvel movie was 2008 what? with Iron Man because it went up against the Dark Knight. I mean, with all that, like, they just need to stay at their own table and just pull out quality stuff, not quantity, quality. Marvel has a lot of quality and quality stuff like that, but with DC, DC seems to just focus on putting out more. Quality. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think I think what DC needs to do is I tell DC the same thing I tell my little sister. She's in high school, right? Oh, so she goes, oh, well, all the popular kids are doing this, doing that. You don't have to be the popular kid. Be you, and through you being you, you'll give us the best you possible. DC, forget Marvel even exists. Just, you know, create the best content possible, and the fan base will follow. That's all you have to do. But to move on to our next topic, let's talk. That was uh, adorable, by the way. <laughs> yeah, very saying, cute. <laughs> if, if I had to sum it up, it's just like be you, and through the best you, we can get something that we love. But don't try to be Marvel. Forget Marvel exists. Just focus on DC. Um, pretty much. Or you could be uh, like right. Fox and just drink while you're writing. <laughs> Yeah. And can we like and get WB does. to stop meddling in the pot? Let the directors do their thing. The ultimate cut yeah. of Batman v Superman was, it, I mean, even people that didn't like the it had to admit that that was the best cut. So come on, let's let's let the directors have their vision. Absolutely, but let's move on to our next topic. Let's talk Green Lantern, which was ironically pretty much just green lit. Um, it was mm-hmm. announced that David Goyer <laughs> and Justin Rose are set to write the Green Lantern Corps reboot. The new vision is described as a lethal weapon in space and is based on the comic book origin story with Hal Jordan and John Stewart. This movie, to me, already sounds like something I am going to walk into saying I need to see a trailer first. None of this hypes me, even in the slightest. DC, again, is giving us something you You're don't crazy. need to give I think I think all all the talk of Green Lantern. My thing is when the talk of Green Lantern came out the other day, the only important thing that they didn't say is when the hell the movie's coming out. So none of this means anything to me if you're telling me I have to wait 2020 or 2021. Like what? Like it's another Shazam feel. Like The Rock comes out, I'm gonna be Shazam. Oh man, I can't wait. Four years later, still no Shazam. So it's he's like, like a groundhog. Pretty much. So it's like I I understand that you want you want the world to know what you have on tab, what's coming out, all that. Completely fine. I'm not saying I you know, don't come out and tell the people what's what's to come. I'm just saying D C has a, a history of talking about things but not doing anything about them. So if you know, next week they come out and say, Well, Green Lantern's been set for twenty nineteen or twenty twenty that's what's most important to me. Who's writing it, I could care less about at this moment. Because, I care. Ugh. Well, I'm saying at this moment, I don't care. I need a release date. Like, David cool. Goyer scares me. See, I, I completely disagree with you, actually, Jawan. Like, I think their problem is they're, they're putting out too many release dates that they can't keep up with. So I would rather yeah. them take their time and, and you know, like, it, it's, it's good – you know, that they have these ideas and, you know, I don't necessarily need to hear them or not. Uh, but I mean, I, I think like the last thing they need to do at this point in time is, is announce a release date and then have to alter it. 
Well, let me, let me say this. Then that that goes even more to then don't say anything. Um, Marvel I agree has there. A great job, Marvel has a great job of hosting an event. What is it? Every five, six years? Not five, six years. Every three, four years where Kevin Feige will go, this is what's on the dinner table. And, you know, and these are the set plates. And then it's like, all right, when we come to that year, we got our meals ready and we know what we're ready to eat. DC has a problem of take this, take this, take this, take this, this, you know, take all this stuff. And it's like, all right, well, what am I doing with it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if if you're not giving us dates, or as you were saying, Nick, you're giving us too many dates, just stop talking about future. We're dealing in the present. If your two present movies aren't good, no one cares about the future of DC. Focus on right now. And I think that's what Marvel's really good at tell you what's to come, but their focus is in the here and the now, and that's why their their quality and their movies are so great. I need DC just to focus. Right now, it's like someone needs to pop an Adderall for, for, for DC. <laughs> they're, they're, or a like lot Jesus. They have attention, they have like 80, you know, ADD, like th- their mind's going everywhere. I want to do this, 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 this. Like focus. They have anxiety focus. issues and ADD issues. It's horrible. You know, it's it's crazy. But let's let's focus in on the news that we did get. I do like the idea of it being pretty much them confirming we'll have Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Now, the interesting thing to me is they said it's based on the comic book origin story. When I hear that word, I cringe. I don't like the word origin story. Um, I think that is something all movies, not just superhero, all movies need to get away from. Origins are just like to be a, a fad. They should have been gone. I need this story to be 10 years, you know, since Hal and, and, and John have become lanterns. A uh, huge galactic war happened where Atrocitus has destroyed majority of the other lanterns and, you know, killed some of the Green Lanterns. And it's up to Hal... John and maybe Kyle Rayner or Guy Gardner to not even between the four of them, but they have to find other lanterns that are still alive of the other courts and work together to destroy Sinestro and Atrocitus in their two courts um, from destroying all of the lanterns and, you know, all of, all of, and taking over all of space. That to me is an interesting way to go. You know what I'm saying? I don't want an origin. I don't want a this is how Hal became Hal, John. I don't need that. So I'm going to start with you, Kanan. What, what are your thoughts on uh, this recent green light of the Green Lantern? And what are your expectations? Well, I, I'm, I agree 100% with you that the movie should not be an origin story because you have not one but two characters. It's going to be really hard to cram two uh, kind of origin backgrounds you know, in, I said maybe have like kind of a, a brief uh, rundown of you know how the two kind of meet or or how they got uh, you know how they became, especially John Stewart. Cause we kind of already got the idea of how Jordan um, from the dismal Ryan Reynolds movie, but I'm I'm excited for this and I'm not uh, I don't have an issue with Goyer and I. I've I've done some some reading as far as like well, kind of what's going on with Warner Brothers and there's kind of two things one's a huge rumor and the other one uh, could be true if it passes but with AT and T taking over Warner Brothers 
I've heard that Warner Brothers is kind of in a, we have to kind of get all of our ducks in a row, and we have to show that this property is, is worth it. So they're trying to come. They're trying to get all this stuff greenlit. They're trying to get all this stuff out there to show that they're they're fully behind the DCEU. Now, to be honest, this could all be scrapped because if Wonder Woman fails and Justice League fails, I don't really know what else they have left to stand on. Uh, they can come out and, and do other done. movies. To, yeah, I, I agree. Justice League is it has to be. I think Wonder Woman with its with its release date, it can it can maybe suffer a little bit. But if Justice League comes out and it just if it doesn't make a billion dollars, then then yes, then you they're gonna have to start over from the top, and well, honestly, then that's gonna honestly, set everything back. Honestly, I don't even think they'll have to start over. What they'll do then is just add Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck's Batman to every single DC superhero movie. That that's what you'll have to do mm-hmm. because at that point, the only thing fans will look forward to is Ben Affleck's the Batman. No one will yeah. care about anything yeah, else for that. So you'll have to, like, mm-hmm. make Ben Affleck the Tony Stark or Robert Downey Jr. of the DC Universe and sprinkle him in every movie just to say, hey, guys, listen, I know you didn't like Justice League or Wonder Woman or Flash, but listen, Batman will be an Aquaman. Batman will be in Green Lantern somehow. He'll have a spacesuit on fighting with the Lanterns. Like, you'll have to spread yeah. Ben Affleck throughout the entire universe to keep people interested in what you're doing going forward. And I think yeah, the, and pressure, the pressure DC has on its shoulders, I think it's now become pressure Ben has on his shoulders. But, um, uh, yes. let's, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, you're, you're right, because I think they're throwing everything at him. They've made him an executive producer on Justice League. The, you know, the, the situation with the Batman, which the, the rumor uh, that some people have been saying uh, is that... They're not sure that the movie will even begin production. They don't know when Ben will do it. So now this is DC saying, okay, we've got to get other movies uh, prepared. They've lost a director for Flash, so that's not going any production anytime soon. Uh, they do have Aquaman, but so now they're like, what do we do? If Ben does not get this script written or he doesn't start production soon, what do we have? So, okay, let's go on and do the Green Lantern movie. Let's go on and get the rock in. Let's get serious about him. Because like we talked about before, he's been four years just sitting there. I mean, there was a time I'm thinking he's not even going to be Black Adam. I mean, four years, the rock's going to go on and do something else. So WB is really, I think, trying to get this stuff out there, uh, you know, in preparation if the Batman movie doesn't get on uh, schedule and, you know, they don't have a slot for the Flash anymore. So they're definitely trying to fill that in. Absolutely. Uh, Jane, what, what are your thoughts on the Green Lantern? Um, you know, just, uh, you know that feeling that you got back in high school uh, when you were around <laughs> girls uh, and they made you really anxious? Uh, you know, I never thought there was going to be something that was going to be perpetually larger than that until I witnessed the DC fucking cinematic universe try to form uh, because it's just an anxiety storm. Um, now, uh, let me just go on both concepts. Uh, for one, about giving us titles without giving us dates, yes, I think that's dumb. It's like, yeah, you know, maybe uh, Cyborg's not going to happen, but we got Gotham City Sirens. It's coming out, guys, sort of, with people, and uh, David Ayer's going to do it, and it'll be great. It's like, just give us a foundation of people that are just creating these products, and they're just coming out in a more, you know, non-reactionary um, process, basically. Like, I just don't... 
it just kind of annoys me. But when it comes to the movie, we've been hearing for months uh, about leaked scripts, about reports that we didn't know were true or not, that this Green Lantern movie was going to be Hal and John. It was going to be a buddy cop in the vein of Lethal Weapon. So we've been hearing that for a long time. Depends on what director they got, ah, you know, for this to make me think a certain way, but I, I like that. I think it's going to be very much Guardians of the Galaxy. These are going to be the two humans, but there's going to be a bunch of, like, other members of part of the corpse. What direction they decide to go to, let's just remember, DC, with your whole entire, like, let's make things fun. Your last Green Lantern film was trying to be a Marvel film, and it failed miserably. So let's not just go for fun. Let's actually make it a good movie and not worry about, like, like Nick said earlier, make the tone match the movie. I don't actually, I don't know if you said that directly, but you get what I'm fucking saying. There you go. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Nick, what are you thought? And I remember when Green Lantern was supposed to start the DCEU. Well, I mean, <laughs> we're all, we are so glad that that movie did not kick the DCEU off. I mean, how do you not start with Superman anyways? But that, that's another story. But, yes, I'm, I'm so glad that they're starting it over. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with Dane on that one. It's like, uh, as far as, you know, the Gotham City Sirens thing, it's like, remember Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn? Like, you like remember? her, right? I remember. <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what it's like, you know. They're, they just, they're fishing for whatever, you know, and, and in the same, in like, in the exact same report, you know, they they were talking about, oh, and we're going to do, we, we might do a Deadshot movie, too, because people liked Will Smith as Deadshot. And it's like, they're, like I get it, like, and I'm hoping that this is, um, this is just kind of part of the, uh, still, still part of the Jeff Johns coming into uh, his own, you know, there. Um, you know, it, the more, the more of these stories that come out and the more things that, that, you know, keep stories that keep coming out and and it, I mean it, it definitely seems uh, on the surface to be intentional on Warner Brothers part and DC's part to try and muster some amount of fan um, excitement um, you know the less confidence I have uh, I mean I just as far as Green Lantern in particular um, you know I mean I, I, I like like Dane I like the concept uh but you know you got to deliver a good story. You got to you know deliver um, all of the aspects that make a good movie. And if you do that, you'll be fine. But they just need they need a, a, a course of action that they can stick to. And so they need to sit down with Affleck and say, what do you need to get this script done? How can we help you? And what like like we're not demanding from you. We're going to ask you what you need from us so that we can get this this accomplished. And then you know like. Uh, you know they do have Aquaman still still on the on the books, but I mean I feel like that's their only. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's their only current 2018 property that that seems like it actually has a chance of, of coming out in 2018. Um, so you know they they've got to get their shit in order. Um, I think if they can get the Batman movie up and going and, you know, have either a late 2018 release or an early 2019 release, that would help out a lot um, because people have been clamoring for that. Um, and then from there, just just have a plan and stick to it. Get everything in order, get all your shit together, and then just say, okay, this is this is our plan. This is what we have on deck, and stick to the fucking plan. I think the biggest thing they need to do is leave Ben the freak alone. 
Leave him alone. Don't, don't yeah, be saying. That's what I'm saying. Ask him what he needs. Say, well, what do you need, Ben? And and give him what he needs, and then let him do it. Ben, would you like would you like bottled water and a nice looking girl to come over here and give you a BJ at your trailer? Okay, no problem. Here you go. Here's some caviar. No, because I was a wiggle hooker today. Uh, yeah. Ben likes hookers. No, but seriously, uh. <laughs> leave leave Ben alone. Leave Ben alone. He knows what he's doing. He actually came out and said that they're eyeing to start shooting in the summer, not the spring, in the summer. That's when they're going to start shooting. We have to remember um, this guy has walked into the situation he couldn't even dream would be this stressful. I'm sure Robert Downey Jr. is sipping. Sipping. (laughs) Sipping. Sipping. I don't know what he's even sipping on. Let's but he's, en- say it one more time. <laughs> he's enjoying Sipping. life because yeah. there's no stress in Marvel. Because Kevin Feige takes a hold of it. No, he cut a deal, too. He got money from them. That's a, that's a difference. Ben Affleck's having to take over as Josh Whedon and Robert Downey Jr. And he's trying yeah, to but, make other movies. It's just right, ridiculous for him, you know? What I'm saying is he didn't imagine that DC would add to his stress. As somebody who's yeah. already trying to be a, a creator of film, uh, you know, and, and an actor also. Oh, be quiet. Anyway, <laughs> it, it's added stress <laughs> as it needs. It's added stress as it needs. Hey, so hey so I got to... <laughs> You're horrible. Oh, so... You're horrible. But no, it's seriously. Before Juwan. we move on. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I have someone that can actually take over and get DC back in order. Uh, everyone, Don Corleone. So uh, <laughs> how, how how are you guys going to do today? Uh, I got DC on a plate with like a bunch of meatballs. Uh, don't worry about DC. I got shit going on. I got a rocket tied to uh, Zack Snyder's ass, and I put a horse in fucking Sujiharo's bed, okay? So we got this. <laughs> bang, bang, motherfucker. Bang, bang. That, that's spot on, isn't that's it? But no, Dane, seriously, you're, you're absolutely, I mean, you guys have all hit the point, you know, perfectly. It's just to the point where it's like, listen, we know that's your cash cow. That's all anyone cares about is that thing. So if that's the case, leave them alone. Let him finish the movie he just dropped that's already not getting enough attention because we care about the Batman. So people are like, no, 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 no. Forget, forget Live by the Night, Batman. So it's just like, stop it. Like, if he pulls up to a drive-thru, hi, may I take your order? Yeah, can I? Wait, you're Ben Affleck. Is that Batman movie coming? I just want to order some fries and a burger. Leave me alone, people. So it's just like, let him be. The movie will start filming this summer, as he said. Script's coming along just perfectly. Let the man work. Letter T. Exactly. Yes, but, they, um, yes. They need to. They need to get off Ben's back and, and just let him get, get off. Let him, him do his thing. Why would they even announce Gotham City Sirens? Why are they not trying to get a director for Flash? Was anybody really trying right. for the Harley Quinn? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why do you not go and get a director for Flash? Why is that not your top priority? I mean, you're talking about a spinoff movie that's coming out years from now. Why are we not working on The Flash? What is going on, WB? Because DC, DC is way too reactionary. So their their issue is people loved Margot, really? All right, well, I want to I want to maximize that so she's getting her own movie. But we don't yeah, care about selling the merchandise. It's like it, it, we need the right now. But let's let's get off of DC because I think we've pooped down their throats enough. 
let's get on something more um marvelous. Positive. Uh, <laughs> oh, we still gotta go back. <laughs> we, we we're gonna go back, but let's take a small break. Um, it was announced that Avengers: Infinity War would be eyeing Peter Dinklage. Um, that's the main. To be in the movie. He's confirmed not just the third, but the fourth, fourth also. So he might. He well, we know damn well he's playing no hero. Well, no, let's not say that because the character that a lot of people are assuming he's kind of like an, an irritant to I, Thanos, but he's also he also dabbles on the good side. Sometimes. That's kind of fucked up. Well, Peter Dinklage says he he has a lot of love for his short people, so I'm no, sure he'd love to be in control. I'd rather. I think I think you should be a little more creative, but you know. I personally. Like, Pip, hey, sure do you want to play Pip the Troll? Dog. I don't. I don't want him to be Pit the Troll or Modok. I'm looking at it, and I want yeah. him to be the Watcher. Be the Watcher. Peter Dinklage yeah, yeah. has the voice. Even yeah, though I will say this, it Fuck was up. it was it was something that was said years ago. Nick and Dane, I know can attest. It was said years ago that the reason why Stan Lee was in every single Marvel movie is because he's, you tell the Watcher. He's gonna be the Watcher. And if that's true, that's badass, and I'd love for that to happen. But we all know that's not going to happen. Well, uh, you can't watch every movie. You know, exactly. Kind of running out of time uh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's something that I think you can do. Not trying to be morbid, but you know. Yeah, way to go, DC, on his Dane. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. Yeah, way to switch the tone, Dane. Anyway, but no, Peter Dinklage does have that. that presence about him that screams a Modoc. Or the Watcher. Pip the Troll to me is just like if um, Dane, what's one of those past things that's like someone will look at somebody and go, oh, because he looks like that, that's who he should be. Like we Stereotyping. have doing that because this is this is a casting me and Dane heard a lot on the Geek Box page. Roman Reigns is Lobo. What? Why? He looks like Lobo. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Does he have any qualities that he could bring to the role? I look like sick. Hey, hey, Juwan, that reminds me of an some actor that's on like a TV show sitcom that like five people watch <laughs> that uh, kind of looks like Shazam, and for some reason he's like a poor man's Chris Pratt or Alan Richens. For some reason we want to mention Shazam, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, seriously. <laughs> Peter Dinklage to me is somebody I would like to see as the watcher. But um, Nick, what are your thoughts on who Peter Dinklage could possibly be outside of Man. whoever he is on uh, Game of Thrones? Because I yeah, well, Game of Thrones what, you know, you know what the beauty of like I didn't think there would be any silver lining to to Game of Thrones uh, shooting being delayed. Um, but this is it. Like they they are, are having to shoot later in the year because of uh, where the the story is in Game of Thrones. Uh, because it's winter, finally. Um, and so we get Peter Dinklage in this movie, which is fucking awesome. So that's great. As far as it, who I, I want him to play MODOK, I don't think he's going to play MODOK. I don't think they're even going to have MODOK. Um, but I would love that. I think his, uh, it, it, like, just his gravitas, his voice, everything would be so fucking awesome. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't even mind if they altered the character a little bit. Um, like, uh, to make it work as far as on film. Um, but, you know, I think it would be really, really fucking cool if if we got to see him in that role. Um, Pip, I, you know, I'm not ultimately that familiar with the character. 
Um, I'm never one to, like, shit talk uh, them bringing in a great actor for a lesser-known character. Um, Like, uh, I mean, I was the one who was defending Michael Keaton as Vulture because I was saying, basically, dude, like, don't tell me you're not more excited for the Vulture since Michael Keaton is playing the Vulture. Like, that's definitely upping your excitement for that character because, honestly, who gives a shit about that character otherwise? So, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I'll be fine if he is playing Pip. I think they're going to drop the troll. I don't think, I don't see Peter Dinklage being like, yeah, I'm cool with being called Pip the troll. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that seems to make the most sense, I guess. But, and because he's got a, you know, he's got a role in Infinity Wars from the comics. So, you know, that, that would probably make the most sense, but I would, I would prefer Modoc. I, I, I would prefer a character, uh, like, just a super supreme intelligent character for him to play. Um, the, the dialogue that you could give him and that he could deliver would just be so fucking awesome. Um, so that that would be my preference, but I don't think they're going to go there. And I'm not sure how you would fit him into Infinity Wars. I mean, I, I mean, you already got a huge story. I don't know how you fit that character in. Well, it, it's Marvel, so we know they'll find a way. But um, that's true. Uh, Kanan, what are your thoughts on, on Peter Dinklage and who he could possibly be playing in Infinity? Well, for one thing, if you weren't a fan of Marvel and the MCU, then this, and, you know, I, I think this would definitely get you on board. Peter Dinklage is right now riding an all-time high, especially, you know, with Game of Thrones and its, you know, last two seasons coming out. And I, for one, I, I agree. I thought as soon as I saw he was cast, I said Modoc. You know, it's immediately who who I thought of. But I've heard people say Adam Warlock. I've heard people say, uh, you know, Pip the Troll. But I like your uh, kind of thinking out of the box with him being the Watcher. I, I'd like for his role to be, you know, pretty significant. So uh, I think the cast the casting's a home run. We we still don't really know who he's going to be, so I really can't gauge on that until I know more. But I mean, I'm on board. I mean, they, you know, they've definitely. I, I'm a, I'm a Marvel fan as well. I love the MCU, but uh, this casting, I mean, they're, they're doing it good. So I, I can't, I can't knock it. I just, I'd like to see more. But yeah, I was leaning more towards Modoc for sure. I just want to. I want him to have a lot of dialogue. I want him to be, to be able to deliver a lot of dialogue. And the, and the Watcher the doesn't seem like the ideal character for that. Well, the Watcher, if they do anything like they did on the animated series that they're currently running now, to where uh, the Watcher has an idea on where Thanos is, what his moves are, and possibly ways to stopping him, um, you could definitely have the Guardians of the Galaxy start that uh, Avengers Avengers Infinity War off with them going to see the the Watcher. And him playing uh, more like a mentor role on how to find Thanos, the meaning of the stone, and things of that nature. I, I, I see your point to a degree, Nick. I, I do, but I think it's Kevin Feige and Marvel. Not, not let, let me not even say Kevin Feige. It's the Russo brothers, and they do a really good job on developing characters and, uh, you know, giving us great stories with the Winter Soldier and, and Civil War. So I'm pretty sure they could find something significant for the Watchers to have. But like I said, if, if they came out tomorrow and was like, he's MODOK, I don't have any argument. I'm not going to be like, no, I wanted him for the Watcher. MODOK's fine with me. Just as long as he's not some fucking little thing called Pip Patrol, 
I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they need to. They definitely need to utilize him, you know, to the fullest. And I want him to be significant. I don't want him just to be a here and gone type character. I really want him to stand out, uh, just because I feel like he's a, a really great actor. And you know, Marvel kind of does that with certain characters. They bring in these great, this great talent, and they don't really do much, you know, with them. Uh, you know, Daniel Brühl, Baron Zemo could have been so much better in Civil War. They wasted his talents. I mean, that's another topic for another day. But you know, you got a great cast with Peter Dinklage. Let's let's do something significant. Let's let's make it pop. You know, with his character, whoever he is. I absolutely. tell you what, if, if there's no chance, absolutely no chance of it happening, I don't even think Marvel owns the rights to Alpha Flight. But I would love him as Puck. <laughs> like I, that would just be so fucking awesome. See that's yeah. like pip to me. <laughs> um, uh, but but yeah, pertaining to everything, um, I think he should play She-Hulk. Um, I think that <laughs> he would make a tremendous uh, She-Hulk. No, but seriously, our good friends at Heroic Hollywood listed seven characters Peter Dinklage could play, and they had some great ideas. A lot of the ones that we were talking about. Um, I think it is either the Watcher or um, what you call Modok. I think those are kind of that makes sense. Pip would make sense, too. I just feel like it's kind of, I don't know, insulting. Like, hey, do you want to play yeah. Tyrion Lannister, but, like, you know, half-goat and be called the troll? Uh, so, I don't know. I could see him playing that. There was a ridiculous choice that I found so interesting, and it could be two characters, but it's never going to happen uh, because I think they're, they're both their rights are with uh, Fox. But someone suggested Peter Dinklage as Dr. Doom on Heroic Hollywood, and at first I was like, that's ridiculous. But then I thought about it. I was like, in the comic books, Dr. Doom's this great villain. You see him in this huge muscle-bound armor, and you don't see his face, and you find out that he was mutated, and that's why he wears this. Well, come to find out later on, it was a scar on his face, and he was just really vain and like that, like particular about everything. So instead of doing the scar on the face, you compensate it for the fact that he's a short man in armor, and all you see is his eyes, his body, and uh, whatchamacallit, his voice. Kane the Conqueror is another person that you could do that for. I would love to see this man as a villain, like a really, really strong villain. And the concept of Peter Dinklage, Doctor Doom, or Kang going against someone like Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange or, or even Tom Hiddleston's Loki. I just I, I feel like when you have someone like Peter Dinklage, it would be a waste to make him pip uh, to me, personally. Yeah. But then again, I'm now much more enthused with the vulture, like Nick said, because Michael Keaton's playing him, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Gerald? She-Hulk. She-Hulk. <laughs> Hashtag She-Hulk. <laughs> that would be crazy. Wouldn't that be dope, though? And then, like, the, like, the Hulk looks at him, and he's like, wait, that's my thing. And then you see him saying to his ripped woman. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I was going to say he's like a USB one, but sure. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, honestly, I think everybody can agree with this. I only can see him playing two characters. Modoc or The Watcher. Yeah, like, pretty much Honestly, the reason why I'm, I'm heading more of The Watcher, because, not The Watcher, I'm sorry, uh, Modoc, because they can, you, you ever see um, in Wonderland how they enlarge the, uh, you never seen that movie? Well, yeah. the one he's biased on everything. I, no, I didn't say I didn't like. I just said I didn't see right, it. So I didn't talk shit about okay, it. Okay, so and Alice in Wonderland, they basically uh, Tim Burton's baby mother. I guess that's not his wife, but his baby mother. 
what's the name? Uh, something Carter. Yeah, he um he's always playing in these dark type movies with Johnny Depp. It's always Tim Burton, this woman, and Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they enlarged her head to make it look like she was this big-headed queen. So what I could see them doing is doing exactly the same thing, enlarging this you know face on like a monitor screen or something, and then just having like this big chair. And like having to go around like they do with Monica. You look at it, Modoc is really just a midget with a big head. You think about it. Like yeah. he has his arms. The reason why he floats around is because his, his head is too big for his body. So I just see him I'm leaning for more for him being a villain because believe it or not, despite his size, that man can act his ass. He's nice. Yeah, like he's a phenomenal <laughs> he's a phenomenal actor. You know, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, he has comedic chops, and we all know that Mordor can be sinister sometimes, and we all know that he can be comedic sometimes. So, I mean, Peter Dinklage is a, is a phenomenal actor. I mean, Modoc just works for him because Modoc's the supreme intelligence, and I feel as though Peter Dinklage can outsmart anybody. And on top of that, the guy who played, uh, what's his name, uh, Red Skull, he's thinking about returning. Well, yeah, it wasn't he's leaving. Returning. I, I think, I think when, as the MCU was building with Iron Man and Cap and stuff like that, I think they told him like there could be a possibility we use you again down the road. So it's not like he's having an epiphany of like, oh wow, you got to have a lot of success when you come back. I think it was something that Kevin Feige always had in his ear. Uh, we might like to bring your character back. But let's not get too far into Infinity War and speculation of it. Let's move on to our next topic. Um, all right, so we got our first look, and man, was it beautiful, of The Defenders, which is set to be released on Netflix this summer. Uh, it is about our heroes of New York banding together to stop Sigourney Weaver's character, Alexandra, who the showrunner describes as an utter badass, which you didn't really have to do. We know Sigourney Weaver, uh, at any given time can be an utter badass, um, we did get a little uh, earful from Finn Jones, who described it as, um, who, who went on to say, Danny Rand is the one who knows what's going on. He knows how serious the situation is. Danny is the kind of, is kind of the one who drives the group to get shit done. So what I'm hearing from this is we might get Iron Fist that comes out in two months that ends with Sigourney Weaver's character or talk of what's going on. And he's kind of like the guy that's, um, you know, getting the, the guys together, which looks like, first of all, can I just say from the photos that we saw of Luke Cage in prison, Jessica Jones in handcuffs at the police station with Misty, um, Daredevil uh, just walking the street blind, Danny Rand just looking like a badass, um, Gordy Weaver just looking like such an innocent, innocent woman in everything that's going on. From the photos that we saw, this to me, I remember, Dane, uh, I said to you, I think it was last week when we talked about our most anticipated, it's not a movie, but by goodness, The Defenders is my most anticipated thing of this year. Just from the photos that we saw that gave us nothing, it gave us absolutely no- We still have no idea what the fuck is going on or what the Gordon Weaver's character is going to be unleashing on New York City. I am drawn now. 
I need to know. I desperately need a trailer or something to, to let me know what the hell is going on. I mean, these guys who are not team players, who are now going to have to band together, this is going to be such a thrill ride, and it only makes my anticipation for Iron Fist grow even more because we have so many characters in this series. I'm actually going to call it right now. If I if I find out that Netflix is like, listen, we're only giving you guys 13 episodes, bullshit. You need to give us 20, 20 to 22. God damn it. This looks so beautiful. We need like two seasons of The Defenders in one piece. That's how stacked this, this cast is. That's how stacked um, the story looks like it, it's leaning towards being. But I'm curious, Dane, what are your thoughts on the photos that we've gotten so far of The Defenders? I think they're awesome. Um, I, I love the photos. I can't wait to see what Marvel has done. They do. All right. Let me just say this. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, they're doing the DC format the way that DC should be doing it uh, on Netflix, completely different than the movies. And they're doing a great job. They're building awesome characters, uh, taking some risks, uh, going really dark places. And, you know, it might alienate uh, them with the actual Marvel stuff going on with Feige, since they're under Hugh Mutter and uh, Loeb over in the TV division. But still, they're giving us great stories that's still technically t- connected. Um, I just, I can't wait to see this. I'm hoping for a Punisher cameo. I'm hoping for a lot of cameos, actually, uh, from past characters. Uh, Electra. I think it's going to be a great story, regardless of what they do. Uh, we've already seen pictures, basically. So... I'm, I'm assuming that what you call Matt's going to be Luke Cage's attorney. Um, obviously, he's going to get out, and it's just going to be against whatever threat Sigourney Weaver has, whether or not she be Mephisto, which has been rumored or not. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's the greatest thing about it is that they're not releasing so much fucking information. We're actually able to collect it as it goes. So I'm, I'm very excited to see the final product that we've been building up towards, kind of like the same way they did with the Avengers, uh, now on television, or Netflix, I should say. And um, see where it goes from here. I mean, you know, we got lots of Moon Knight-related stuff. You know, we got a Ghost Rider that's might be getting his own show outside of uh, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. We got other characters that are still a part of that kind of darker line, and I hope they kind of maybe travel with some of the monster characters next. Um, you know, it would be nice to see Blade... I will say this, Dane. I do want to disagree with one small thing you said. I actually think Foggy is going to be Luke Cage's attorney. Yo. Uh, because he did go to work for, um, uh, what was that lady's name that has the Trinity? Trinity. Trinity, yeah. That's good enough. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss is her name. Okay, there we go. So I, I think Foggy, I think Jessica Jones will go to Foggy and have Foggy be the uh, the lawyer. Uh, Matt might help out, but um, I think Foggy so might be the guy that that that's Luke Cage's attorney. So Foggy Matt? Foggy dies is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I hope Foggy dies, man. Also, 
Anyway, um, I don't think I, I don't know maybe. But anyway, we have a caller, so let's go to let's talk to our caller, and then we'll we'll move uh, we'll keep going around to see what everyone else thoughts are. Uh, what's going on? You're live with Geek Vibes. Who are we speaking with? Hello. Hello. Hi, am I on? Yes, you are. You are live with Geek Vibes. How are you guys doing tonight? We are great. I, I appreciate you, um, you guys taking my... Excuse me? No, no, I'm sorry. I, I was just about to say uh, we were talking about the um, recent photos of the Defenders. Oh, yeah. Well, those are those are pretty interesting, too, but I actually had a comment. I was, I was, I'm a big fan of the Batman series, and, and I don't know if you guys were talking about that before this or not, but I had a couple comments about that, if you have the time to talk about uh, DC and, and Batman. Absolutely. Give us your thoughts. Well, for me, I don't think you can beat um, the Batman comic series at all. I mean, I think for my money, that they have the best characters going around. I mean, you got Batman, you got Robin, you got the Joker, you got the Riddler, Penguin, King Tut, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Commissioner Gordon, yes, Alfred, Scarecrow, Bane, Bruce a lot Wayne, of characters. Harvey Two-Face, Lou Skunt, Lou Sassel, Herb Eversmells, Tess Stickles, Gabe Bathhouse. Yeah, like yeah, it's a it's a huge road gallery. Uh, what's uh so so uh please yeah elaborate on that. Well, you know, it's about the characters. You know, it's about Batman and Robin and the Joker and Riddler and the Penguin. And King right. Cut, Juwan, and cut the guy Freeze, and I think it's a DJ doing a fucking Commissioner skit for Gordon, radio station. and Alfred, and Is this Scarecrow, Eric? and Bane. All right, yeah, I, I cut that oh, off. Geez. I don't know what was going on there. Uh, <laughs> he was throwing in all kinds of fake names like testicles and stuff, and... Yeah, oh, that goodness. was okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Um. Like. Anyway, let's move Was that our first troll? Was that our first troll? I think it was, wasn't it? That was our first troll. Hey. That was our first troll. Or something. Um. Anyway, Kanan, I'm so sorry about your first appearance on the show, uh, getting a troll. That's all right. But um, give us your thoughts on the uh, Defenders' first look. Um, well, Entertainment Weekly was touting it as the, you know, the most anticipated superhero ensemble. I thought that was the Avengers, but a lot of people I've talked to uh, are way more hyped for this. And to be honest, I agree. I mean, right now the Netflix series. Is just killing it. I, and I really didn't like Jessica Jones, but I love Luke Cage, uh, both seasons of Daredevil, and I'm looking forward to Iron Fist. But they're killing it. And, and like, you know, y'all were saying about uh, just taking a darker tone, I mean, it just shows that Marvel can be serious and still be successful. And I, I'm I'm really hyped for it. I think it's going to be huge. I think this could really uh, lead into uh, maybe even some appearances in the movies. Um 
I think right now, you know, it's just a, it's a home run, and I'm looking uh, forward to it. Absolutely, Nick. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're if you're taking a look at track records, let's so let's let's throw out you got you got the DC TV universe, you got the DCEU, you got the MCU, and you got the Marvel Netflix stuff. The one that's been the most consistent is the Marvel Netflix stuff. I mean, every other every other one either has a weak season or uh, you know a weak movie. Um, this one doesn't. I mean, I I think that the the uh, general pick for the weakest is Jessica Jones, which I don't necessarily agree with. I actually really yeah. like Jessica Jones. I thought it had like probably the best villain that Marvel has given us in any medium on screen. Yeah, um, I agree, with the I agree MCU with that. or um, but uh, I I mean they they're just they've been so consistent. Everything has been great. So yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you, Juwan. I mean I. You know, I hadn't really thought about it uh, because, you know, when we were when Dane and I were talking about our, our most hyped 2017 stuff, uh, we were just kind of concentrating on movies. But, yeah, I mean, you, you, you'd have to be crazy not to be hyped for this. I mean, everything that they've delivered to this point has been so on point. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking so excited for this. I think it's going to be terrific. I don't see him failing. Uh, the one thing I will point out, though, uh, Jawan, and I don't know how true this is, but the um, initial reports were that it wasn't even going to be 13 episodes. They were going to trim it to eight. Oh, listen. I will just start ripping shit apart if I find out that that's the case. Um, I, I, mean, I don't really care. I actually like it. I think, like, I'd rather it be eight than 13 hours if that means that everything is, is a little more streamlined and we get something more in the pacing of Stranger Things. Like, I feel like if that's the if that's the one complaint I would have or one complaint that I would throw out for what they've been doing with the Marvel Netflix stuff is that the pacing, has it, it lulls a little bit um, throughout the, the middle episodes. Um I'll so I wouldn't this. mind that at all. I mean, as long as as long as they don't, uh, um, I mean, as long as they have time to tell the whole story that they need to tell, you know. I'll say this then: if it's eight episodes, it better be the most action-packed eight <laughs> episodes I've ever seen in my life. Like the opening credits should be someone's throat being split, and then like people parading around. Just give me a, a whole bunch of action from the get, and I don't even need that much story. If it's eight episodes, I don't need that much story. Because in eight episodes, you don't have to further develop characters. You just have to give a bunch of action with very little substance to it, which is what I want from it. Um, but, Dane, did I – I went to you, right, Dane? Yeah, yeah, but I want to listen to Batman characters. I want a Batman. <laughs> I need you, you a Hey, hey, you fucking troll out there. You can go fuck yourself and go off in Ballback City, you stupid piece of shit. Don't mess with our damn program. We're appreciative that you're our first troll. At least you care. That's all I have to say. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> At least you cared enough to call. Um, anyway, let's... <laughs> I wonder really if his name is... Stupid douchebag, like, try to, like, say something in a nonchalant way. You can say fuck yourself on here. It doesn't matter. You have to, like, fucking PG it and try to, like, do a shtick, you dickbag. Yeah. That'll be in my that'll be in my mind all night tonight. Um, I appreciate uh, the call because it counts as a call, so thank you. Uh, let's get into our next topic. Um, all right, so we're running low on time because we gave too much time to that uh, that that more. But um, 
I did want to say this. Let's go. Let's go into Deadpool. Let's get. Let's give Fox some love. So Deadpool, the sequel, will definitely shoot this year. It'll be a solo movie. Uh, it'll be populated with a lot of characters, but it's still it's still Deadpool's movie. This next one we're pushing. This next one that they're pushing forward uh, very hard. They think it'll be. Every account will definitely shoot this year. Um, it's gonna take different twists and turns. Uh, let me see what else they were saying from that. This is the directors um, talking about the movie. Um, they also did say that Negasonic, Teenage Warhead, and what's the name? Colossus will be coming back, along with the addition of Cable and what's the girl's name? Domino. Domino. There we go. Um, someone that? in a car or something? That's yeah, what sure. it sounds like. Is anyone in the car? Is anyone in the car? Yeah, that's well, me. I apologize. Oh, uh, it's okay. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so we got Domino. We got Cable. We got Negasonic Teenage Warhead. We got K- uh, Cable again. That, that guy really fucked me up. We got Colossus. Um, my thing is, if this movie is going to start shooting this, right, the last one was gold. I mean gold. You can't get any better than that first one. Now that you have more expectations, you have a new director, you have more characters, probably nine times out of ten will have a higher budget. Everything is setting this movie up not to come close to the first one. So what I need this movie to do, that's not in any type of production yet. I think they're finishing up the script. They were talking on, on uh, John Campia um, not too long ago. This movie is adding so much to it. I don't mean so much like a thousand people. I just mean so much to where it's like, all right, Negasonic, uh, Teenage Warhead, and Colossus were in the first one, but weren't in it that much. And um, so you bringing them back, I assume, has to go with, um, you know, Dope Tenders coming back also, which is hilarious. Uh, I just don't want them to have all these characters, and then you have to take a little from Deadpool to serve to these other characters. Like, Cable, you can't have Cable come in and his first appearance in movie history is as little as um, Colossus and, and Negasonic were in the first one. So I just, I'm just hoping we get great fan service for all these characters in the sequel. But um, I'm really looking forward to it. They're saying that everything's going good as far as them definitely shooting this year for it to possibly come out next year. I actually wanted to know from you guys when you think, if it does start shooting in, let's say, June or July, when is it going to come out next year? Because Black Panther has well, a whole Black History Month next, next year. So it's got well, that they, they Well, yeah, they have two release dates set for their, their next two movies outside of Logan. Uh, I think one is, 2000, is late. Uh, 2018, and the next one is early 2019. So I'm I'm hoping. I think the later one was like right around the first of November, uh, for 2018. So I'm kind of hoping that it's that. The other one is February, which I guess would make sense. But I'm hoping that this one isn't a love story. Like I loved how they did that for the first one, but with all the aforementioned characters that you've thrown out and everything, I'm hoping they don't go that route with this one. Um. So I, I'm kind of hoping for that November 2018 release date. I think that would be 
that would be really good. And then probably New Mutants for the 2019 February one. But, you know, we'll see. I just, I, I don't want it to be February only because, like I said, Black Panther coming out that, by the way, not to go too far off topic, what a goddamn I, I'm finding yeah. it very hard to believe yep. that when this movie comes out, Ryan Coogler isn't nominated for something. This movie has to be nominated for something. The, the cast that, that Marvel was able to put together for this movie is the best cast I've seen ever. I, I don't know if someone can name a better a better cast than this, top to bottom. Um, uh, fair so line. No, it's ah, definitely yeah. the most uh, talked about cast of, of any Marvel movie that I know of. I mean, it's 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 just it's really through the roof. I mean, fans love it, so I, I think Black Panther might be the the biggest surprise of any Marvel film. See, here's here's what I think goes to Black Panther. Then we'll get right back to Deadpool, and I'll pass it off to Jimmy. The biggest thing about Black Panther is it's not a surprise. It's not a under the the radar. It's none of those. It is possibly going around as the most anticipated movie Marvel has ever had. Like, I think people are looking forward to that more than Infinity because of how broad and how great and diverse this cast is. I mean, didn't they just add on Felicia Richard and the guy from um, uh, the OJ series? I can't remember his name. Yeah. But they, they did. Oh, man. They're adding, they're adding such great talent to this movie that it's like you can't fail. At this point, Ryan Coogler is just sitting there like, I have a spoil of riches. A spoil. And you're at, you're also bringing back, um, what's the guy that played, uh, who played Caesar? I can't remember his name. Uh, in Planet of the Apes. Andy Serkis. Oh, oh, Andy Serkis. Yeah. You're adding Andy Serkis back to it. And it's just wow. Just freaking wow. But anyway, Dane, what are your thoughts on Deadpool the sequel? What are your expectations for the movie, and when would you like to see its release? Well, I'd like to see its release when, I mean, as soon as they're ready to be able to put it out. I don't want them to rush anything. Uh, I love the last movie. They have a lot going against them as far as the sequel. Um, Either that's usually the breaking point or the better movie uh, a lot of times when you build these trilogies. Um, So I'd like them to put to nurture it uh, like a child uh, that drinks a lot of alcohol and <laughs> allow that child to grow up into the movie that's supposed to become. I'm hoping that it's actually, I could have much more spectacle in the third movie and in the X-Force movie starring Deadpool and let this be another fun, a little bit larger, but still same level um, as, the, uh, as the first one. And I think the first one speaks for itself. You've got to realize, like, you know, a lot of these awards – uh, you know, I, I think the um, the Golden Globes are kind of a joke, but that's still nomination. But now we're getting to uh, getting nominated for uh, the Writers Guild, uh, for the Directors Guild, and for the Producers Guild, and all of them have nominated Deadpool-related things. Uh, the, the Writers has been up for for, for uh, nomination there. Tim uh, Miller got one in the Directors Guild for new director. And uh, same thing with the producer. So that's good. We actually might see Deadpool, probably more, more so for, if anything, screenplay. Uh, 
it might get nominated for a major Oscar. Uh, it could be up for Picture of the Year. I doubt it, but it could happen. So if they could just put out something that's just as, at that same level as the first one, and don't try to go too stir-crazy. Give us something similar but different. Uh, I know it's kind of a heart, but just don't, don't try to, like, make it too big and massive. You don't have to. The fact that they got, like, all those small cast members, like, you know, Dupinder and, and Negasonic Teenage Water and Colossus is a good thing. Keep it on that level. Maybe the third one amp it up a little bit more. Just have fun with this one. Would you raise the budget? Yeah. Absolutely. Only just because I think they've proved that they can that they, they should be able to raise the budget for yeah. You know, Ryan Rose deserves effects. to make more money. Yeah, he really does. All right. Um, did I go through everyone? Uh, well, I would just like to add in real quick. I would just oh, like to add in real quick that um. I, like, I don't necessarily mind uh, the, the cast growing, but I do, like, a part of me kind of wishes, like, don't get me wrong, Colossus and Negasonic were great in that movie, but the fact that we're bringing in Cable and Domino, I feel like we should, they should drop those two and focus on Cable and Domino, especially, like, because you said you got to give Cable a little more screen time than what you gave those yeah. those two characters. Um, so I would I would prefer to see that. I think you do keep Dopender because... He, you can just throw him in a couple scenes just for comic relief, and he's perfect for that. But as far as the other two, I think, uh, especially because you don't need their comic relief, the comic relief that they offer is, is built off of Deadpool's character, so you can get that same amount of comic relief from the reactions from Cable and Domino to Deadpool's character. So I would, if I, if I was in charge, I would trim out those characters. I don't think they're necessary um, but, you know, I mean, as long as, like Dane and, and you said, Jawan, as long as they, they don't try to go too big with it, everything should be okay. My biggest Absolutely. thing is when we, get to, when we get to the third movie, let's go balls out all the way, and it's got to be Deadpool and Wolverine versus the Savage Lands. Think about that concept. They can figure out the reasoning, but that needs to fucking happen. And get Andrew Garfield to play Bob. I don't really give a shit for the <laughs> fucking reasoning. Just get that to happen and make it a goddamn movie. <laughs> Cannon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with the the cable point of view. I think I'm I'm more stoked to see him in this movie than really I am any other character. So I hope he's done right. I think they definitely will go a bigger budget. I do agree though. Let's not rush the script. Let's make sure that it, um, you know, when they're ready, then they can put it out. But I think they should take advantage of the the March. Uh, you know, like a March release date because, I mean, you know, that worked well for Batman v Superman. It has the biggest opening of any movie in March, and, you know, usually it can have some longevity going into the summer month, so. Very good point. I mean, absolutely. I, I, think, I think that's been Fox's bread and butter. They like either February or right before Marvel season, or, or right in yeah. Marvel season. So I, I think if you're Fox, I've always said this. I think if you're Fox, you want to, you want because because we know Star Wars is locking up December. That that's when we're gonna get, um, you know, Star Wars films. It's December. I think Han Solo might fall under like a May, but that's that's a rarity in this new um, Star Wars universe. They like that December release. So you got December is Star Wars. You have May usually always Marvel. Marvel something. So if you're Fox, why not capitalize on between February 
um, March or April. Even. I mean, Deadpool is a huge enough movie that outside of January, it could really thrive on any month. Really, honestly. Well, no shit, it could thrive in January, man. Like, there's nothing to watch in January. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I just think, I just say I don't want that unless it's a late release in January. Only because, Nick, right or wrong, the past two years, Star Wars not only takes over December when it comes out, but a majority of January. You are correct, sir. Not to mention, I, not to mention January is usually, like... For a lot of moviegoers, it's reserved to catch up on Oscar buzz movies. Like once yeah. the Oscars, like once the the buzz is is around, what's going to be nominated and the Golden Globes come through, and everybody's anticipating that, you you get a lot more of uptick in those Oscar movies that came out in December as well. So that and you know, and that probably goes to why they only put shit movies out in January. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just yeah, the month where I don't like the... I don't like great movies like that having competition. And December and most of January, like you said, half of January is people catching up on, on Oscar uh, films. And half of it in the last two years has been Star Wars. I mean, Absolutely. Rogue One is, is, is just started to fizzle out in the last couple of weeks. So what I don't want is for a big movie like Deadpool to have to worry about all these Star Wars heads um, that are just eating up this movie even in January. So, I, like yeah, I said, February, March, April, um, anything outside of December and January, and even May, I think if you're Fox, you could throw it in anywhere else, and it'll, it'll work. It'll definitely work. Especially because their marketing team seems like they can make anything happen. I would have never thought two years ago you could tell me Deadpool would get women who have never heard of this character flying in theaters. They marketed the Bachelorette. They had Deadpool doing a commercial for the Bachelorette. Like I was yeah. on billboards. They had Deadpool, um, you know, with love and all. like I never saw that coming. So it's, to me, I'd love to see what Deadpool can do creatively with uh, Thanksgiving. So marketing Thanksgiving. So I, I totally love to see that. But um, let's well, move on to our next Yeah, that, that and 2018 has, I mean, because of the way Marvel has their movies set up in 2018, you've got Black Panther, and then you've got Infinity War, and then you've got a large break after that. So, like, boom, slide also, in slide in Deadpool that, right there in November. you got a, you got a primo time slot for it. Well, let me say this. If Aquaman comes out in November of uh, 2008, let's not forget, if Ben gets this script done, Batman could have a 2018 release because Flash, as, as far as we're concerned, is uh, tabled for the moment. So if Ben starts shooting in the summer, it could wrap up enough to be a uh, 2018 release. So sure. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hey, Ryan Reynolds and that team and Fox to find a nice place to put it that it makes sense. But I believe Aquaman might take that October, November uh, slot. So if you're Deadpool, not a lot of expect, not a lot of fans are clamoring for Aquaman the way that they are for Deadpool. So you can definitely horn in on that. But let's move into our next topic. Let's talk a little Aquaman. Uh, Jason Momoa, in a recent interview, was saying, when asked about uh, Aquaman, was saying, uh, he will start filming for his Aquaman solo. Uh, he was saying how stoked he was just having a standalone movie. Uh, he's really pumped about it. He also went on to say that he's 
starts in four to five months. Uh, so he gets a little bit of rest, then he's right back into it. So this Aquaman movie right now is starring, of course, Momoa, Amber Heard, Willem Dafoe, and Patrick Wilson. Just off that, I'm hyped for this movie. And it's directed by James Wan, who I know who I know visually will make this movie terrifying. <laughs> He'll find a way to make, like, a shark jump up and bite someone's head off. Or what I'm saying is, and, I, Dane, I've said this to you numerous times. I will be disappointed. No, this, yes, I did. If this Aquaman movie doesn't have a scene where Jason Momoa is riding a shark into battle. If he's not riding a shark, I will be heavily disappointed. If they do that, they have to play Immigrant Song from Led Zeppelin while he's fucking riding a shark. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, what I don't want to see is, I don't, remember how Aquaman used to ride the seahorse in, in, in the old cartoons and comics, the little yeah, like seahorse? <laughs> yeah, I'd love for James Wan to take a spin to that and, like, make that seahorse dope as shit. And you have Jason Momoa with the little his staff or whatever the hell he's the trident in his hand, riding a fucking seahorse into battle. A wild stallion horse. Seahorse. A wild stallion seahorse into battle. Stop making it pregnant, Daryl. That's oh, weird. You can imagine, like, he goes, I brought many seahorses. That's gross. Anyway, anyway, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to this movie, especially knowing that it comes out next year. They'll start filming within the next four to five months. They need to take a step at the orange That'll you know how horrible Jason Momoa looking that? That's why I said it. Take a stab at it. No, you, you're saying have someone go, here's your costume, sir. And he goes, no, nah, I don't wear that shit. I'm Jason Momoa. Exactly. I don't wear a shirt. I'm Jason fucking Momoa. <laughs> I, I do want to see them offer him, like, some clothing. He just goes, no, I'm Jason Momoa. No, I don't wear a shirt. shirt I got tattoos. I got tattoos to show them. Get that shit out I of throw my axes and drink beer, motherfuckers. <laughs> that's my clothes. Uh, that's my clothes. Uh, now, honestly, I'm I'm really excited for Amber Heard. I originally hated the casting of it, only because no, no, hear me out. Only because I thought she'd be better suited in a different role in the DC universe. Luckily, exactly. But when they showed us that photo, I was like, yeah, no, I I, I can see her pulling this off. I don't have see, any. The re- my up. my reasoning, Jawan, was stupid. I just wanted uh, what you call it, uh, the Khaleesi. Uh, what the hell's her name? Um, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Amelia, yes. No, Dane, yeah. Dane, so I so I could have that concept. That idea is not stupid. She would be a really, really great. And they have great chemistry, you know. They could base her character the way that they did in um, the animated movie, uh, Throne of Atlantis. Mira was yeah. a very dominant personality. She stood on her own. She didn't need Aquaman before finding it. So, um, Amelia, Amelia Clark, is her name? She could easily yep. pull yep. that off in her sleep. Honestly. Yeah, but she don't, she don't want that maybe billion. She wants that guaranteed billion with Han Solo. Exactly. So. exactly. So, I don't blame her. Get your money. Get your money, girl. That That's going to be a great look for her in that Han Solo movie. But, uh-huh. um, no, honestly... I, Better than I the Sarah Connor impression. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, no, I mean, a genesis. 
I can see her doing great things in this Aquaman solo. Patrick Wilson was a sleeper pick for James Wan in, in the DC universe. That was no, no, no. I'm saying no one was sitting there like, yeah, Patrick Wilson for for uh, you know what I'm saying? It was a sleeper pick. Like no one was like. No, 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 no. I mean, sleeper pick. Like, there's no one on planet Earth that was sitting there like, yeah, Ocean Master. Quit fucking doing weird cat. Nobody. So, Patrick Wilson, great casting. And I can't wait to see what Willem Dafoe brings to uh, to, to the Aquaman movie. But I did hear that Willem Dafoe and Amber Heard's uh, scene in Justice League is going to be about them trying to get him to go to the surface world to help out the people. Like, he's sitting there like, nah, fuck them, man. Fuck them. I don't need to go up there. And those two are lobbying for him to actually go and help help the surface world. So I hope that's the case. Because I can picture Willem Dafoe and Amber Heard just delivering that perfectly. And Jason Momoa just saying, nah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? And then him having this come out of nowhere. All of a sudden, public enemy fight the power comes on when he's like, no, I'm not doing that. Exactly, exactly. I can see that. But no, like, like I said, this is a great cast. So I'm going to pass this around to everyone, and we can we can get everyone's opinion really quickly and move on. Well, to what are we passing topic. around? I, I'm pa- <laughs> I'm going to pass around. What do you guys thought on um, the cast so far? And I want everyone to go around and give me their picks for um, who they want to see as Black Manta. Let's, let's kind of make it a little brief, but I'm going to pass it around. I'm going to start with um, Nick. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just, that's, that, uh, how's that for brief? <laughs> what do you think about the current cast, though? <laughs> oh, I love the current cast. I mean, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, to me, DC, it's funny because DC has, like, a, a, a kind of stark difference from what Marvel's doing. They kind of remind me of what Marvel did at the forefront of when they were initially casting different people. Like Chris Evans was not a household name when they casted him. Um, so the fact that they are willing to take, take a, a chance on someone like Momoa and then, you know, you cast Willem Dafoe in, in kind of that sort of Tommy Lee Jones-esque role for what Captain America was, I think it's smart. I think the way that they're putting, putting their cast together, they're putting it together uh, in, in a way that it can very much succeed. Now all they have to do is bring it home with the scripts. They already have a great director. So, you know, I mean, I'm I'm very intrigued by the cast. I like the cast. I'm just – and Patrick Wilson is terrific. Like, is Orm? Like, yeah, that's perfect. Um, so, you know, all of that, they have everything they need. As long as they have a good script, they're going to be fine. This movie's going to be fucking awesome. Absolutely. Um, Kanan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, the cast is solid. Uh, I agree that the Amber Heard hiring was, I don't think she was on anybody's list. But once you saw her in the outfit, I think she's really going to take the role seriously. Uh, And of all the people that DC has hired right now, does Jason Momoa not look like he's having the most fun? I think they could pay this guy (laughs) in Guinness, and he he would be on board because he is just, having a blast. I mean, this dude smiles. He's just so giddy. I mean, I know this guy can get work, so it's not like he's just happy to have a job, but I think he's really embraced uh, the relationship with Zack Snyder on Justice League, and I think he'll embrace it with James Wan, and I think he, I think he's going to be one of the, the standouts in Justice League. I think everybody right now is looking at uh, 
at Flash as a Miller, but I think Jason Momoa is going to really turn some heads, and people are going to be like, wow, I cannot wait to see the Aquaman movie because the image that he's going to portray is this badass, not this riding around on a seahorse. Like you said, a shark. I mean, if this dude rides in on a shark, oh, my God. Can you believe the hype? The, the first trailer is a teaser of him just coming out of the water on a shark. I mean, it will it will be so, like, enormous, the amount of hits on YouTube if they could get that. But, uh, yeah, Patrick Wilson, I mean, does that guy do anything that's not good? I mean, nope. I think yeah. everything. He, and Willem Dafoe? Yeah. Great character actor. Yeah, very, very much. I mean, uh, yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely on board. I hope they get, like you said, it's going to come down to the story. Can, can WBDC put out a great story? They've got great cast members. Can the story bring it home? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it, and I can't wait to see where they go with it. Who, who would you like to see as, um, uh, damn, I've got his name, Black Manta. Black Manta. I think they need to go and get Denzel. Ah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, son. Hey, they need a home run hit with another. You know, so far the casting's been great, but go out there and get Denzel or get somebody that uh, you know they got Affleck for Batman. No one thought that they would get him. They can get Denzel. Just throw the hey, Idris Elba's contract is up with Marvel. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, I tell you what, I would. Uh, yeah, he would. He would be a second choice. Elba is. <laughs> Uh, is amazing, so I would not be against him. I'm going to go even further. Me and Dane tag-teamed on this. I'm saying that if you get a Black Manta and an Aqualad, look no further than, what's his name? M- Mashamba Ali? from Mashamba uh, Ali. Mashamba Ali. Yeah, who played Cottonmouth, and why not yeah. get John Boyega to be Aqualad? Those two would kill it. That would put the movie over the top. That would really put that movie to where it could go it could go up against uh, Black Panther. Not not in cast. I just mean in you having a, a, a lineup and then a director and then, you know, delivering on all those different aspects. I think if you get Ali and John Boyega to play um, Black Manta and Aqualad, that puts that movie over the top. All you have to do now is get someone, you know, uh, that writes a great story, have James Wan work it out, and that sells itself. And then you know. Yeah, the, I the just don't know if Boyega will have the time because he's doing Pacific Rim two. Obviously, he's got Star Wars Episode nine on deck. You'd have to make it a well, small role to fit him the in. What's the guy that was just in um, Dope? Listen, Nick, uh, Sh- Shamir Moore. Shamir Moore could do it too. I mean, you just need a good actor to play his son that's around the same age. Boyega would be perfect though. But uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. love the cast. I think the cast so far is great. I think the movie's going to be great. I'm very very happy that James Gunn's the one who's doing this. Um, and I liked all the choices that you guys – you guys literally picked my three choices as far as Idris Elba, Marshala Ali, or um, – I also like that guy that right now is campaigning for Green Lantern. He's going to be in Black Panther, and he was in uh, OJ. I think he has a good look for him too. A couple actors I've seen, but I think my favorite one is Marshala Ali just because he's not that big of a name. If they want to go all out, I mean – Jason Momoa is not that big of a name, so if you have someone like Denzel to give the money more to, and he's that type of fierce villain, I mean, we know Denzel can do that, too. And I actually like the idea, because it was at part of our concert uh, test, that we made Marshall Ali uh, John Stewart. I was like the more older, you know, I'm too old for this shit, uh, John Stewart for like the lethal weapon <laughs> thing they're going for. With fucking Danny, or Donald Glover, or Danny Glover, whoever the fuck it is, one of the Glovers. 
Um, Danny. Danny, there you go. And then Mel Gibson could be played by the Army Hammer if he's going to play Hal Jordan or whatnot. But, yeah, I think they should do that. Great job. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Horrible. And last Horrible oh. wrapping up. <laughs> no, because no, I thought you went already. So, no. instinctually, I'm like, all right, let's move on. I'm sorry. What are your thoughts? I thought, I think this is a well-casted, you know, movie. Um, so super sweet, but I think so far what they're doing is pretty good. But I haven't heard anything negative about it yet, and I haven't read anything negative about it yet. Um, I think for Black Santa, uh, uh, what's the name? Who's the guy from um, The Oz? Not The Oz. Always playing a, a wire? Guy. Yeah, the wire. Oh, yeah, no, he was lobbying for it around yeah. when I first announced yeah. it. Yeah, oh, Lenny James. Person, yeah, Lenny James. Yeah, yeah. Lenny James would be good. He would definitely yeah. be good. I can't, I can't see the... Black Manta to me has to have a demanding voice. Like, when you hear it, then right before the trailer ends, all you hear is Black Manta's voice saying something, whatever, saying whatever. But all you hear is his voice. I like titties. You hear his voice? <laughs> Hold on, but picture this. You hear his voice, and then you see the red eyes light up, and then the trailer ends. To me, Ali I'm telling has you. Ali has that Treat voice. Treat him like Darth Vader. Absolutely. Ali has that voice. The guy you were just saying, Gerald, has that voice. And um, one other person, I couldn't remember the, the other person, but it just has to be someone with a demanding voice. Oh, Idris Elba. The, those three guys have that demanding voice in present that would give you chills. I just think Denzel, albeit a great pick and can act his ass off in that movie, I just don't think he. I just think those three guys should be looked at first. And if they don't want it, then by all means, give it to Denzel. But those are the three guys I think you go to first. Because like I say, I'm picturing the end of the trailer, you hear his voice, you know, I will kill Aqua, whatever. And then you see the red eyes light up and then the trailer ends. You need someone that can deliver those lines to that voice. And those three guys get it. Those get more I, love, I love how I love how Jawan's like, yeah, give it to those three guys. And if they don't take it, then we'll give it to the Oscar winner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm just throwing a little shade, Joanne. I feel you on the voice thing, though. Yeah, but I mean, it's I'm not just... like Idris Elba shouldn't have an Oscar by now, but, you know. Exactly. Yeah, well, I'll and Ali will that. probably get one for Moonlight, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. So then we can revisit this conversation. But um, yeah. last, last thing I wanted to touch on, because I thought this would be the most fun one, um, since the rest of the stuff we pretty much already know, uh, we can get to the stuff we missed, uh, the... TV shows we'll get to next week since they're showing their hiatus. Um, let's talk something <laughs> talking to Gerald about, and we we're both laughing at this. The most obvious news to ever deliver: Power Rangers being TV thirteen. But that's not what I want to discuss. What I want to discuss with you guys is your expectations and if you're excited or not about this movie. I, I won't even get into my thoughts. I'll just start off with. I'll um, go first. Let Gerald go first, then. Go first. Go first. <laughs> All right. So, if you haven't heard the news already, they already announced that, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston 
was the original Red Ranger in this storyline, and something happened to where, I guess, Rita Repulsa or some other evil force, like Edge, Lord that trapped him into this, you know, what's called the viewing world, something like that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, Rita Repulsa, the reason why her costume is green, and not the original one with the spiked chest coming mm-hmm. out and uh, the devil horns for the hair, reason why she's green, if you notice her, her gold staff that, you know, when you use it, if, you know, there's a green light at the top of it, because that's her, her power point. She was the original green ranger. So, I'm looking forward, you know, to this. This movie is going to be great. I've seen pictures <clears> of the, you know, the, the sword. I love how the fact that, you know, it, it's kind of, they're not giving, like, the nostalgic 90s kids, the, the original, you know, Megazord. They're giving them something that looks come out of, like, finals. The animals don't even make the Zords, like, anymore. It's mm-hmm. just, like, it comes up with this gigantic attack on Titan type creature thing. And it, it looks fantastic, and I can honestly say it, it's probably going to be a post-credit scene where, you know, we do meet a young Tommy Oliver, and he finds, you know, the PowerPoint after they probably destroy Rita at the end of the movie. Or, you know, Rita recruits him. You go, hey, you know, Basically, how she does in like you know the original series, she recruits them, and then bam, because they're already they already started on the sequel for this movie, so they have high expectations that this movie is going to be great. In fact, that they already ordered the sequel, so I can see the next big movie, the next Power Ranger movie, being like the Rangers versus Green Ranger and stuff like that, or maybe you know to be the Green Ranger join the team and. They, they fight the White Ranger. He could be evil. Don't know, but like this, I, I can honestly say I'm really excited for this movie. As a '90s kid, grew up wanting to be the Red Ranger, and then I said, "Scrap the Red Ranger." When I saw the White Ranger and the Green Ranger, like I'm actually really. Excited. Uh, Dane, what do you thought? Fan Four Stick had a sequel too. Just saying, they had that lined up. <laughs> Very just true. Saying. I'm. I'm very excited to revisit something I haven't, you know, uh, really messed with since I was like a little kid. Uh, Power Rangers was on when I was like eight years old, uh, that first series. So it definitely was something that was a part of my childhood, and I loved watching it uh, when, uh, you know, Tommy became the Green Ranger and screwed all of them over and then became the White Ranger and avenged everything towards the end. And then they had like cast change like four or five times, and I kind of got out of it. But going by what we're seeing with this movie and this property, uh, they seem to be doing something that they're going to actually be able to take this concept and make it feasible and not turn it into Max Steel uh, and really make it into a, a watchable movie and a bankable movie uh, with the acting talent they have involved with Cranston and, you know. I forgot who's doing Alpha. Uh, shut his name. I forgot what his name is. Um, Bill Hader. But like, yeah, Bill Hader. You know, they 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 have a great uh, format what they're going for, and I loved how the trailer kind of had like you know a uh, a very much like a John Hughes flavor uh, kind of um, you know uh, also mixed with um, Chronicle obviously, and and I'm I'm down with that. I mean, if they're taking this, I, I like that that approach they did on on YouTube not too long ago it was much rated R. But I think this is a good middle ground, and I'm also excited about seeing a lot of these actors because I feel like there are going to be a lot of big actors coming up, uh, especially in the movies that we, you know, we enjoy. Like, you know, we don't we have Teen Titans, 
Think about that down the road. Well, if DC can get back in shape, but you know, just possible for both Marvel, DC, Star Wars, like these could be some young actors to look for. So I'm looking forward to it, man. And I, I love what I've seen. Uh, I like where the uh, approach, the aesthetics, the the look, the everything. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, your thoughts? I'm hearing things like it won't be Max Steel. Like it'll be actually watchable. Like they've already got a sequel in the works. No, I'm not interested for this fucking movie. This movie at best is going to be good. That's it. It might be good. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be anything past good. I'll wait until it comes out on Redbox. I'll watch it then if it's good. Um, but no, I hate to be the party pooper, but it's fucking Power Rangers. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to get excited for Power Rangers. This is not going to happen. No chance. Well, wow. Great way to change the tone, <laughs> Mr. DC. That was brutal. Um, I mean, what do you? I mean, I I understand that you guys are excited, but I'm just I'm just telling you my thoughts. Like, I'm, it's Power Rangers. Like, it, but, it could be good. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be like. But are you are, 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 are you are you are you taking your perception on the concept of Power Rangers based on what it is instead of like what it could be based with a movie company behind it making actually like you know like legendary pictures like that's what I'm saying Godzilla no, Godzilla if they did if that thing, the it would be Godzilla. bad I'm saying it could be no, no, good no, but like, look look at look at Godzilla look at Godzilla those things are cheese ball movies pretty much the same type of effort but what they can do from a different director and a production company now with a budget and a good story it could be completely different than that. Yeah, and it could be good, right? Like, Godzilla is is good movie. You, I mean, you wouldn't call Godzilla great, would you? No, I wouldn't call it great, but... I, yeah, so it could be a good and... movie. I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be garbage. I'm just saying, at best, it's going to be a good you... movie. And, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, uh, there are other properties that can be good movies and I would be more excited to see, put it that way. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's, uh, fair. that's, that's completely fair. Uh, Kanan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was. I kind of felt the way, uh, you know, he like he said it. It could be good, but great. But I at first I really wasn't sold on it until I saw the trailer, and I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, this, you know, that's my theory is that it does have the chronicle vibe, and I was like, okay, this looks really good, uh, and also it kind of makes Power Rangers relevant again. You know, I haven't watched Power Rangers since I was a kid, and I only watched the original series. I didn't get into that. When Power Rangers in space, or those fifty million spinoffs. So I feel like this is kind of going back yeah. to the original, and it's kind of pulling that nostalgia from when I was a kid. So I'll definitely give it a, I definitely give it a shot, and I think it's going to be uh, a lot better than what some people might might think it is. And I just get that vibe from the trailer. I, I really do uh, hope the movie does well for the fans, uh, and it does have a spinoff. Is it something that I'm hyped about? No. But I'm not down on it either, just because, like I said, uh, it does it does kind of make it rele- uh, relevant for for me when Power Rangers was irrelevant. You know, there's a lot of people that think this is maybe 10, 10 15 years too late. Like they're trying to like bring it back, and they could have done it, you know, years ago. But I mean, the cast is pretty, you know, it's pretty good with Cranston and Hader and Elizabeth Banks, and I think a lot of people were high on her when she signed on, and. You know, I, I'm willing to give it a shot, so I'm not going to knock it um, until I see it. And I could go in there, and it could be just the worst movie ever. But you know, we'll we'll see when it comes out. I mean, listen, I completely understand where you and Nick are coming from. Uh, Nick, I completely understand where you're coming from. 
that's the same feel every time I, I walk into a uh, Transformers movie. Like, uh, yeah, no, this is horrible, and I should have waited for, like, Redbox. So I completely understand, I understand your stance on that. Um, I, I, I'm hyped for it, for it because um, I love the Ivan Ooze movie, and I always thought to myself, there should have been, like, another one. You know what I'm saying? With that same cast, it should have been another Power Rangers movie for back then. I thought Ivan Ooze was such a great film. Uh, not film, but gr- such a great Power Rangers movie. Um, I- I'll say that. Not a great film. A great Power Rangers movie uh, for its time. And I think the reason why it works now is because you've seen the success Transformers has had box office wise. Um, horrible movie, but it has success box office wise. So I think if you're Saban or Saban, whatever the hell they call themselves, that created Power Rangers, I think you look at today's time, there you go, and you see the the technology that we have and how futuristic you can make a Power Rangers movie feel, and it's a perfect time to execute it. And it looks like, like Dane said, it's Chronicles meets The Breakfast Club, and I love the look that I'm getting. Brian Cranston is super excited for this movie. He's been talking it up uh, nonstop. I mean, I, I just... He's probably getting he the hell of a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, d- trust me. He's getting well, he starred in the movie. original Power Rangers as a couple of villains, so it makes sense. Yeah. No, he's rotating his career. Does, but what I'm saying is he does sound genuine about his excitement for the film and why he signed on for it. Because we all know Brian Cranston isn't wanting for a role. So it's not like, right. all right, to revive his career, he had to sign on the Power Rangers. So that's why I'm saying I'm really excited that he's excited. Because he didn't need to do this movie by any means. So it's more I'll genuine. You there. It, yeah. It's more genuine. I, yeah. So that's why I'm I guess say best case scenario, this film, it, like you kind of alluded to, Juwan, best case scenario, it's the first Transformers movie. It's like of Absolutely. that quality. Absolutely. And I, I, I'd be fine with that because my expectations aren't sky. My expectations for a Power Rangers movie aren't what they are for DC or Marvel. So right. that's why exactly. that's why I'm really excited for it because it's like from what I've seen so far, it's really good. And for Power Rangers, I'm not expecting it's exceeding that your expectations to this point. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel heard, you. I feel you there. When I first heard of it, I'm like, well, ah, you really don't, you really don't need to do it because I saw GI Joe fail and Transformers begin oh, to fail. God. I'm like, I don't need you to mess up Power Rangers for me, also. So when that first trailer hit, I'm like, wow, okay, you looks like you know what you're doing and then to bring on brian cranston and zordon i'm like this is like perfect this is so perfect so that's that's where my level of 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 hype comes from but i definitely understand you and kanan's point of view uh tenfold i really do um but kanan you are you are such a great guest host tonight um we appreciated having you i appreciated um our exchanges that we had on twitter I appreciated you uh, helping us promote on Twitter. Uh, you also brought us a lot of followers um, helping us out. So I definitely appreciate that. Thanks, um, man. Hey, and you brought us our first troll, man. We finally got a troll. Absolutely. No, I'm just playing. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's so, fine. <laughs> so I wanted you to spend these last couple of minutes, um, just a few minutes, giving us um, your thoughts on the show and where everyone can find you at. Sure. Yeah. Once again, I'd like to thank everybody for allowing me to come on. Um, hopefully, we can do it again in the future. But uh, no, everybody here was great. I loved every, you know, to hear everybody's opinions on everything. I think everybody was uh, pretty civil and 
Uh, we had great discussions, and hopefully we can you know get into more topics uh, down the road. Uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitter at Fiction Fight and also at Man of Steel three seven zero one three. Fiction Fight is the you know the site that will be doing most of the promotion uh, you know for you guys, which I will gladly uh, help to do for future um, you know episodes and. But thanks again for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Definitely, man. Um, thanks, man. We, we appreciated it so much, man. And we could definitely have you on. Um, you can definitely call in whenever you want to talk topics with us. That is, you don't even have to you don't even have to talk on that. Just call in. Uh, like I said, we're every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern. So whenever you want to be on the show, you have my contact info. We can definitely talk. Um Dane, I wanted you to announce no. what will be com- yes, what will be coming out very soon on YouTube. Oh, are are you talking about something that has to do with me or something like that? No. Yes, I am. It has to do with you solely. Oh, uh, well, Dane rants are coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a little oh, uh, segments that I'm, I'm doing working on a couple tomorrow just to have them lined up. And they're only going to be like exceeding six minutes, if anything. Uh, but very short, me yelling at a camera um, about stuff. I think my first one is about uh, snobby comic movie fans, uh, which is a good one to talk about. And I'll be talking also about how people like to let people know that Wrestling Scripted will be my second one. So be on the lookout for those. And uh, if you get offended, good. I mean, Dane Rant is are, are such like golden treasures. Dane also, which he forgot to mention, Dane also now has his own logo. <laughs> is that um I do have my own logo. Our it's great very weird. artist our great artist Vic, um, who is the head of our YouTube, uh, created for Dane. <laughs> it is hilarious. It screams Dane. It's a screaming Dane. Um It is a screaming is so me. Awesome. Which is so awesome, and I can't wait for that. Um, also, Nick, I hope at some point we can get you um, getting some stuff done for our blog, writing for our blog. Yeah, you man. already have one. You already have one up. If you want to tell the people a little bit about the one you already have up there. Yeah. Uh, well, I at the time I was very optimistic about the uh, the presidential change over at Warner Brothers and how that might affect uh, WB in a positive way and specifically the DCEU. Now I'm not so sure. Maybe I was a little prisoner of the moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that article is already up there. Kind of goes through um, why you know why I think uh, the presidential change was a good move. For uh, for Warner Brothers as a whole, but also the DCEU. So hopefully um, that that change uh, comes along and, and it ends up helping in the long run for for our uh, beloved DC characters and the films that they've got coming out. Um, so yeah, that one's already up there. There'll be more to come, and uh, I won't I won't get into particulars just yet. But uh, Dane, Jawan, and myself, we've been throwing around a uh, little idea for our next. Uh, our next little uh, viewer um, member participation uh, thing. Um, so keep an eye out for that, all you members. Oh, Absolutely. Geek Rebel. Yes. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, don't forget about Geek Rebel. Yeah, we'll be 
uh, Dane and I will be doing uh, doing some stuff there. We got some videos coming out for you guys there, and uh, and uh, both uh, the Geek Ravel page and Geek Vibes page are going to be hopefully teaming up to do uh, this next little um, uh, member. Uh, I wouldn't call it a contest per se, but uh, um, members are going to be heavily involved with uh, with the programming. So. Absolutely. We are doing so much with Geek Vibes this year. Um, I also wanted to say that uh, we went through something through Heroic Hollywood um, that Geek Vibes will be possibly attending the premiere of Justice League um, Dark uh, in New York with the cast. Oh, that's awesome. Directors. So that look forward to that. We will be filming that event. Um, it's next month. So we'll be filming that event. That'll be so much fun. Um, but again, we have so much planned this year. He, uh, Dane's Rant, Geek Ravel, um, so much stuff in store for you guys. We also have Geek Minded uh, that's posted up every Wednesday by Joelle and Vic. Um, again, huge shout out to Joelle, who's usually here but couldn't be tonight. And Vic, who does so much amazing work for us behind the scenes and on the scene. Um, again, I'd like to thank, sorry, lost, lost train of thought, Kanan, Dane, um, Nick, Gerald, who had to leave a little early, um, Joel, who couldn't be here, and Sketch, who was actually at a, uh, art contest, so huge shout out to, uh, Sketch doing this thing. Thank you guys so much. You guys know where to follow us. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, YouTube, and we now have our own blog, and we also have a SoundCloud, thanks to Vic. So we have so much in store for you guys, so just stay patient with us. We'll have so much content to give you guys in the upcoming months. Um, so, but stay tuned for the most uh, up, the, the most upcoming thing, which is Dane's Rant, that will be up soon uh, in the next coming week. And then we have so much more after that. So thank you guys for a great show. And Nick, would you like to close out the show? Yeah, why not? Um, thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We got uh, like like uh, Jawan said, we got some awesome stuff coming up. And uh, man, that's fun. I'll, I'm happy to have uh, been able to call in tonight, man. As a uh, I, I, Falcons game ended, caught the little post. Was like, fuck yeah, we can call in. Talk to my boys. Good time. <laughs> and we appreciate it. We definitely yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Nick, would you, yeah, dude, uh, would, you like, a good time. would you like to say your tag that you usually did uh, on um, GEN? Would you like to put that with your tag? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. May the geek vibes be with you. Always. Good night, guys. Good night, Classy. Geek Vibe Nation. Peace, bitches. <laughs>